0: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles Podcast, a show dedicated to the crazy world of mixed martial arts. Join your hosts, Laurel, Ty, and Jordan, as they break down all the latest and biggest news and bouts. This is the one podcast that will never let the fight go to the judges. Live from your favorite podcast listening device, Jason Herzog is called a stop to this contest at four minutes thirty-four seconds of the fourth round for the winner by submission due to a rear naked choke and will no! undisputed flyweight champion of the world.
1: KTC crew, we're back with another episode of the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. If you've listened to other MMA podcasts, there's a chance that John Jones has been talked about a lot when it comes to UFC 285. So this episode is going to be brought to you by the fact that Alexa Grasso shocked the world on March 4th, defeating the longtime flyweight champion. And because we have a female co-host, I figured it'd be best that we talk more about... How Alexa Grasso surprised the world. But I do have to say, get your Jets on. 285 did not disappoint at all.
2: No, solid A for that card. I loved it.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: And the Grasso win, chef's kiss.
0: Oh, yeah. Even Mm -hmm.
2: though we all had picked Shevchenko to win, Mm -hmm. I think that Grasso showed that she should be at the top. She did an outstanding job.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: However, she she trained, obviously. She trained to target um, Valentina's weakness. Mm-hmm. Worked out perfect.
1: Yep. Wonderful. And I'll actually reference that because uh, I know we all, three of us, picked Shevchenko. Um, mm-hmm. But I had made a note about something, which I'll refer to when we talk about this fight. But I figured we would start off by saying... We are sorry to announce that um, Jordan Gogo Lopez could not make it again. I was going to try to say something like he did. <laughs> I was going to say it's like some kind of joke that now it's back to two, but no, we're joking. Um, he was, Yeah, he was feeling under the weather and with what he's got going on, I'm like, dude, you need to rest. Come back next week when we talk about UFC two eighty six because we know that card's going to be very very interesting. Um, for For the record, I have never heard that. I
2: have on several occasions not felt up to par to to do the pod and struggled through it because my co host, who happens to be on tonight didn't let me out, didn't, didn't let me out. <laughs> so I don't, you know, special <laughs> privileges or whatever. Um, but not every day is International Women's Day.
1: Yes, that's another thing that we're going to celebrate. Happy <laughs> International Women's Day to Laurel. Get Jitson. on.
2: Vigorous applause. I know I started off no, the morning no. by submitting a random tweet to to the football forum I'm on to make everyone angry <laughs> <laughs> and someone said you I chose violence
1: <laughs> oh yeah I think I saw I think I saw a tweet this morning like you I woke up this morning and chose violence like that's the perfect way to start the day
2: <laughs> yeah
1: yeah anyway but let it be known that if you ever need to call off for whatever reason you're more than welcome to
0: mm-hmm Mm-hmm.
2: The show must go on, as they say in show business.
1: The show must go on, indeed. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so happy International Women's Day. Thank you. And I forgot where I was going with that. So our rundown, of course, is as follows our UFC 285 recap. Then we have our UFC Las Vegas picks. We did get one forum question. Yay, finally. You're looking at me like you're so confused. Like, what? We got a forum question?
2: I'm paying attention. That was my <laughs> paying attention face. <phase. laughs>
1: and then instead of news, we do have an MMA topic, which involves the reign of champions, especially since we've had, we heard and new twice last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, one reason was because the title is vacated. So that is what right. it is. Um mm-hmm. so let's get started with UFC 25 or 25 recap. Um you said you gave it an A, right? Yes. I'm going to give it an A plus. It
2: was it was fantastic. It Go was in. I stole every minute of it, and it was fantastic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't listen, Dana White. (laughs) Um, Great card, strong finishes, titles changing hands. To me, I think this was the best event so far this year.
2: I happen to agree. Um, Bo Nickel, that first fight, chef's kiss, fantastic.
1: Oh, yeah, it was beautiful.
2: He's a winner. He's going to be a future winner, no mm-hmm. doubt about it in my mind. He's he's super good mm-hmm. and exciting to watch, fun to watch, fun to watch.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I thought that fight was very interesting. Um, it seemed a little slow paced at first. I think Bo Nichols was just trying to get used like figure out what was going on with Jamie Pickett and then just... It just happened so quickly. All of a sudden, boom, arm triangle, we're done. Like, okay, like, yeah. very easy, quick way to start the fight. Right? Yep. <laughs> There's not much to say about it. Like, it was just that quick. Like, he was. It was he, a
2: dominating performance.
1: Mm-hmm. It was a quick, it was quick work at the office, as they say.
2: The, the question becomes if Jamie Pickett will retire after this.
1: What makes you.
2: You know, I mentioned that whole past his prime thing. Mm. Still believe it. Okay. How old is he? We no know. idea. Thirty? Okay. No, didn't we think that he was? Didn't we say he was thirty-five?
1: Um, I think that was um, John Jones. That was thirty-five.
2: Oh, John Jones was thirty-five. Oh, maybe Jamie Pickett isn't that old.
1: Oh, he's actually not far off. He's thirty-four.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was in my. I thought he was in his 30s, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah
1: but anyway. No, no, you're, I understand. Um, it just doesn't seem like he's been in the UFC for very long. So I'm like, he, did he have like a late start to his UFC career? Or I don't know. Um, I mean, he possibly could. Um, although even though this fight was on the prelims, there was one fighter that hinted that he was going to be retiring in a cryptic tweet. Um, good old Derek Brunson after his loss to du Duplessis. I don't have any
2: words for his loss.
1: Yeah. He was winning that first round and then he just got dominated in the second round, especially in the last minute or so.
2: Yeah, it was just failure.
1: Mm-hmm. I yeah. Yeah. Eh, I mean- And I also think that I think he if he if he is retiring, I think he's sensing that. Especially after this loss, he's just not gonna. Like it's gonna be a long road back to him. I don't. I don't think he ever fought for the title. Like he always got close, but then would lose like a big number one contender fight. So. Yeah, he's just one of those guys that got to the.
2: Let's see. I don't even have a witty thing for it. He just he couldn't he couldn't reach the top. He He was like this far underwater, and then he he couldn't get his nose above it to
0: breathe.
1: mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't really think of anything. Um he would get like right close to Mount Everest, but then end up fall off the cliff. Fall off the cliff or just end up frozen in place.
2: Fall off the mountain. He fell off the mountain.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so might be tough for him to come back. Yeah. Um one fight that was interesting, um, Matu Gamrot defeating Jalen Turner, split decision. Um crazy. Yeah, I didn't agree. The only so the scores read 29-28, 28-29. So they each got two judges to one judge. Um going for them. But I didn't agree with Gamrock getting a 3027 because that didn't seem like a 3027 performance.
2: The those things come out of nowhere. It's like the third judge is obligated to do some fucking funky number that doesn't make any sense (laughs) to anybody. Yeah, split decision, my ass.
1: Yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean, I I agree with that. It could have been a split. I felt like it could have gone either way, but to give Gamera all three rounds, I didn't agree with that at all. Yeah, that, that's just terrible. Yeah. But so whatever. I would have agreed with 2928, 2928, and 2928 split decision. But right. yeah, definitely no way there was a 3027. So I we have we've said it multiple times that judging is just it's subpar right now it's whatever your fancy
2: is whatever your favorite fighter is that you want to win you just throw the throw the 3027 card
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> are judges playing favoritism <laughs> i mean it kind of it seems like it it seems yeah let's say it seems like it um but I mean, there was there were some interesting moments in that fight, but just I think the overall talking point was the whole split decision part to it. I mean, Gamrock gets to continue his ascent, his ascent towards the belts, but there's a chance that Jalen Turner probably felt cheated out in that out in that one.
2: I suggest Jalen Turner get a second matchup, and then Ooh, kick his
1: ass. Automatic rematch automatic rematch who that...
2: called for uh, who called for an automatic rematch in this fight in this in this uh event
1: <laughs> um is her is the nickname bullet <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: automatically i want watched a rematch <laughs> <laughs> oh i, I
1: going get... a second or third i can just think i can think of um there was like uh, what was that thing called? Um, it's it, was it Elite XC? It was a promotion where, um mayhem Miller came into like to talk to Jake Shields. He like comes is like, yo, where's my rematch? It kind of that kind of made me think of what Valentina Shevchenko said. like shit like Grosso, yeah. will, Grosso will fight like one fight defender title. Shevchenko will come into the Octagon. Yo, yeah, where's my rematch, Grosso? I was like, oh God <laughs> All right. called for a yeah um <laughs> but we'll get to that actually very shortly but we have to talk about the fight of the night of shavkat rakamanov against jeff neal that was woo, that was a good fight
2: rakamanov rocked jeff neal's face off <laughs> <laughs> i can't rhyme i'm so terrible at poetry
1: it's all right that <laughs> see that that's kind of what because I can kind of comp well actually I haven't wrapped in a long time, so I'll keep that.
0: Yeah,
2: keep that under wraps.
1: Keep that under un- keep it under wraps. Wraps. Wrap. Ha ha. See? Oh I my god, just-
0: I have to
1: go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> don't go to bed now. We saw more to cover. Oh.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The fight yeah, was good in- matchup. Yeah, fight was interesting. Um I thought um i thought like like it was really tough to tell who was winning that fight at least for me um well actually no i think shavkat was winning two rounds to none but jeff Neal, like he still brought it he still came forward and he's still he's like i'm gonna still prove that this guy i can beat this guy he might have been he was at least maybe so before this fight shavkat was 16 and 0, all 16 finishes. Sadly, Jeff Neal was just 33 seconds, like no, 43 seconds away from giving him his first decision. Like, oh, yeah. this would be tough for him. But man, he found a way to sink in that rear naked choke that kind of almost looked like a bulldog choke. And it was lights unreal. out. Yep, it was lights out. Light out. So good job for Shopcott. Oh, did you hear who Shopcut called out? In his post-fight interview.
2: Uh, is another name ending with shot? No. Kov? Nope. Manav? Mm-mm. It's not Nur- Nurmagomedov? <laughs> no.
1: Sadly, it's not.
2: Oh, that would be okay. interesting.
1: I give uh, up. Shavkot called out Colby Covington.
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, nothing like going straight to the top.
1: Yep. I mean, I think he is right now, I think, number two in the welterweight division. So it makes sense. Dana says that Colby's ready to fight. But I will guarantee. Oh, I won't. Actually, I won't say that yet. I will say this, though. I don't think Colby will take that fight. And I. uh, (laughs) Oh, and that reminds me. um, There's a reason Colby won't take that fight. There was a tweet that. our good friend Sandy Pants put out saying that oh. uh, daddy Jorge is paying everything so he doesn't have to fight.
0: <laughs>
1: nice, I so I was like, Oh, yeah, that's actually perfect because we haven't seen Colby Covington fight since he beat Jorge Mess at all. So it's like Dana saying, Oh, Colby's ready to fight, Colby's ready to fight. I'm like, Dude, he's not gonna fight.
0: mm-hmm
1: I, I have to think about it, but I may have to think of something like, if Colby Covington fights by the end of the year. I don't know. I think about it. But hmm. I, I I think he. I don't think he would risk that fight. If he, I will say, if he accepts this fight against Shavkat, I will be very surprised. Yeah. Is right. Whatever. Yeah. But let's get to the co-main event, and since it is, I realized that I actually no, you did start with the bone Nickel fight, and then so Gamrot, show, sure. so it actually is your turn, and because the female fight, yeah. go for it.
2: Um, there was some punching, and <laughs> then Grasso choked Shevchenko out, Shevchenko <laughs> out. So that was that's my fight recap. It was awesome. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she was very dominant, and she was very excited about it. Oh, yeah. And Valentina automatically called for a rematch.
1: Where's my rematch, bro?
2: <laughs> yeah, where's my rematch? <laughs> and that's, that's the short and sweet. Those quick hands by Grosso, what did I tell you? Do-do, doo doo like little lasers. Laser guided yep. missiles. She did really well. I was hoping that Shevchenko would win. I just love her, but, but I'm so excited to see Grosso um, at 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 on top at the top of her game. It's it's great that that somebody can be champion of of a particular weight division for so many years. But it's also in but it's it's even better when there's female challengers up to the task of of defeating said champion. And so
0: mm-hmm.
2: that's I mean even when Amanda Nunez won, I was still excited for Juliana Pena for mm. for that moment
0: mm-hmm.
2: because there's just there's not enough women to go around in their respective weight divisions mm-hmm. so it's it's awesome i love it yeah i love it
1: um this is probably me being very for I'll, I'll start off with this this is probably me being very petty but i'm glad one reason i'm glad that alexa grosso was champion or won to become champion is because now i got to see Shevchenko fans cry
0: oh <laughs>
1: do
2: not (laughs) why would you want Shevchenko fans to cry
1: I have my reasons and it it stems back (laughs) from before the pandemic so oh okay well I do think Shevchenko is a great fighter let me bold and say it that some of her fans are a little too much and I did I wasn't a huge fan of how. I mean, I can understand because she's been dominant so much and how, like, the confidence that Shevchenko has. Uh-huh. There was something about her this, that fight week that made, that gave me that sense that Shevchenko is getting a little too cocky. And I mm-hmm. think it was like about time there was some humbling going around. Yeah. Um, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Um, I may have mentioned on the last podcast at how when, um, breaking down this fight that i think it's going to come down to the iq of the fighters and how shevchenko has a very sharp iq um, right. grosso forced, i guess i don't i don't think i wouldn't say she forced her but shevchenko made f- like one or two uncharacteristic mistakes on her part and i think that's what right. ended up costing her so Shev, uh, grosso was the one that had the sharp iq that night
2: yeah
1: um, it's
0: good
1: stuff yep and when you go up again like you said like those laser punches that Grosso threw that's what a boxer will do to you
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah it was great technique all the way around she was was great
1: mm-hmm. She's great and we'll actually have a question about alexa Grosso coming up here very shortly but we get to the main oh before i go the Grosso submission is definitely my throat cuddle of the night. Well played. It was because of the changing of the guard. I mean, I easily could have gone with a bow nickel um arm. Actually, what's that arm triangle? Actually, Shovkot's was actually very interesting. Um, but because of the magnitude of Grosso's win, it's no, there's no doubt right. that had to be my throat cuddle of the night.
2: Exactly. Yeah. It it's a good choice all the way around.
1: Yep. Um, But now we get to our main events, which did not last very long. I was actually kind of surprised it only lasted two minutes. But
2: I, I was watching it. I fell asleep just momentarily. <laughs> and I woke up to John Jones's hand being raised. <laughs> it was that fast
0: yep it was
2: what happened here's a quick one i knew knew what happened of course (laughs) and it was impressive that dude beast
1: Mm -hmm. um where did i go with this yeah um when they went to the grounds like i didn't really see anything initially so like of course in order to keep myself awake i have to like find a way to distract myself so i'm just like looking up something and then all of a sudden I well I didn't hear a loud cheering but all of a sudden I hear the announcers like say like oh wait he's got like a hold of his neck and I look up like oh like does he really and then you can kind of <laughs> see it going in and then how quickly Cyril gone tapped I was like dude I, I like I'm not a professional fighter so I can't speak for why Cyril Gaunt tapped." and it seemed like a very quick tap to me i don't know if it was that john jones really had that tight of a grip on him because from the angle it didn't look that tight
2: yeah and i when you when you know someone has that kind of choke on you and you're not going to get out In and, and if you know how, how much time is left you're mm-hmm. not saving yourself anything yeah I don't know it's like when you feel that arm bar coming and <laughs> tap right away because you don't want them hanging on to that for any length of time right I don't yeah. know something something seemed off about Cyril gone all night though I think but maybe it was just the anticipation of fighting John Jones I have no idea but it was a dominant performance
1: yeah that could have been it um I was just really surprised at how bad Serogon's submission defense was because everything leading up to the fight was about how Serogon was one of the most well-rounded heavyweights on the roster, one of the most well-rounded heavyweight rosters in the top five, top three, and to get submitted by someone who had just returned from a three-year layoff in just two minutes. Right. He still has got some work to do if
2: i were him i'd be embarrassed
1: i think he even said that he was embarrassed um <laughs> comment, like i was embarrassed no he said he was angry too I'm like yeah what are you to be angry about like you lost in two minutes to a guy who had been on the shelf for three years
2: well i mean he he was he was angry with himself
1: yeah i think that's more that was more the point. He was more angry with himself, which yeah, know, he has every right to be because that was, as you said, embarrassing. Embarrassing. Oh. Um, but now we all have to live in a world where John Jones is champion again, and I know, I know for a lot of um, UFC fans, that's well, maybe not a lot of UFC fans, but from a couple that I've talked with there it's not really the most pleasing thing
0: do uh, it's
2: there was too long of a pause there I'm sorry I'm trying no. to collect my thoughts though I mean mm-hmm. who's John Jones going to fight next is he just going to be one of those guys that fights once a year like who Who's going to challenge the dude now?
1: Well, according to I don't know if it was Dina White that said it or someone said it, um, Stepe Miocic was going to get the winner of this fight, and so John Jones is going to fight Stepe next. Oh. And they, I, from what I'm hear, what I'm also hearing is that they're hoping to target Jones versus Stepe for international fight week. Uh huh. Which is about actually, it's about yeah, four months from today. huh. And seeing as how John Jones didn't absorb any damage and how quick that fight ended, he, he definitely could they definitely could put that fight together, sure. And especially since Tpa's been on the bench, not on the bench oh, has gosh. been on the sideline since, gosh, since what 20, 2021, roughly. Mm-hmm god it's been a while since he's fought which is just really bizarre because and that that's another issue i have with miocic is because he yes he he's defended the heavyweight title the more times than any other heavyweight that's come across in the ufc but the fact that he just simply doesn't fight a whole lot Except for in championship bouts, like, why didn't he get, like, a number one contender fight while he was waiting? Right. It just didn't make much sense to me.
2: I don't know. Sometimes the matchups don't make much sense to me anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. And they, they actually already announced, like, I think there were, like, odds. And John Jones, I think, is already, like, close to a minus 350, 375 for this fight with Stepe, so that tells you a lot.
2: Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: yeah, he's okay. that big of a favorite already.
2: If you're that big of a favorite, then, well, never mind. I'm going to keep my mouth shut and not uh-huh. say another word about that.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me so. try see if I can. They might actually already have it. I know they. I did see something about it, so let me see. Um, yeah, John Jones, minus 325, Stepe Miocic, plus 270 so that tells you a lot about one the performance and two the shelf life and then three whatever many factors um yeah i will put i I will put this out there because this actually i think was the first john jones fight we ever covered because he's been on the shelf for so long um I I don't like them outside the octagon. I'll tell you that much right now. And the the for
2: there are that, there are many fighters we can speak of that.
1: hmm But
0: <laughs>
1: it's I, like, I, do
2: I, I have to like them outside of the UFC? Not really. Yeah, not really. I mean, what do, what the fuck do they care if I like them or not?
1: Right. Exactly. what am i
2: looking for what am i looking for when i watch sports granted i think it's entertainment
0: mm-hmm.
2: i mean outside of major ethical violations you mm-hmm. know yeah but whatever
1: yeah not much we can do but that covers ufc twenty five, and with on that note we want to break down where we all stand in the standings
2: yes so after 285 i'm 13 and 5 nice jordan gogo lopez is 10 and 8 i could just see his face right now too (laughs) (laughs) angry face i hope he's not listening and then Mm -hmm. you are 12 and 6
1: oh so i'm now in well it's probably because i picked that sterile gone fight that's probably why.
2: Yeah, you you picked um, Cyril Gone to win, although you were the only one to pick Gamrot to win. That's true. So you gained on that one. Yeah. And yeah, we I... all lost to sh- uh, the
1: Chef's Chef's
2: Chefchenko um, <laughs> Chef fight. We yeah. all lost that. So, yeah.
1: Although I, I was like, I, I won't speak for myself because that was last week. I was like that close to picking Grosso. I'm like, eh. And, and I knew I knew I probably should have because of what happened with Shevchenko's fight with Santos, but I was like, eh, I, I, I don't.
2: You never know any given yeah, day.
1: Yeah, I think the odds are probably a little too high up there as far yeah. as between Shevchenko and Grosso I was like, a, I think she was like a plus six hundred or a plus. 625 when the fights are like that seems a little too much, but yeah, it's it's Chevchenko. But yeah, like you said, any given day someone can lose. Any given day. Yep. And with that said, oh um, what was the fighter or fight that you were planning on what that you kept your eye on? Um uh, forgot to cover that before we close out.
2: I I did not see any of the prelims. Okay. I know shameful I know <laughs> I couldn't help it though Shame. every okay. once in a while I want some semblance of a, of a social life
1: oh yeah I agree this
2: Saturday happened to be it
1: so sure so sure so sure so sure
2: yes <laughs> and college basketball season is like in the whoa!
1: Yeah, you Um, know,
2: it's right here in my face all the time. And I, I'm a sucker for college basketball.
1: It's tournament time.
2: It's 20 time, (laughs) which is where I'll be next week, Thursday, Friday. On Friday, I will watch 11 hours of basketball
1: nice live.
2: And then on Sunday, I'll watch five hours of basketball. It'll (laughs) be crazy
1: yeah definitely okay so before i um before we continue on with the ufc las vegas picks i have to make note i don't know if you saw this on the broadcast but the next pay-per-view ufc 286 the start time is supposed to be at 5 p.m eastern that's dead smack in the middle of the second round of the tournament assholes ufc is trying to take you away from basketball like i wouldn't blame you if you didn't. I wouldn't blame you if you said, "Nah, no UFC, watching basketball."
2: No, they will lose every single time. <laughs> every single time. I'm sorry.
1: No, I totally agree.
2: Wait, it's pay per view.
1: Yeah, pay per view is next week, not this week.
2: That just even makes me even more disgusted.
1: Yeah, and uh, well, I think they only did it because to make. Um, because that was going to be 10 p.m. over in London. So I think that's the only reason why the pay-per-view is at five, 5 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock your time, which is, I was like, oh, gosh. I know one person, one of my friends is going to be really upset about that. It's like, um, that's like smack dab in the middle of dinner time. So, right. and right. then I got to find a way to watch basketball and UFC at the same time. It's not going to be fun. Don't do it,
2: just watch basketball. <laughs> There's like a thousand fucking UFC events every year.
1: <laughs> and March Madness only comes once a year.
2: That's correct.
1: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll put maybe I'll put basketball on the big screen TV. So I like to use um the big screen for like the big events and then my computer for like the smaller events. And so like, yeah, I think basketball's probably gonna take over. Um you have seen that weekend yeah you have to watch basketball on the big screen oh yeah a big big I think this is a 70 65 or 70 inch so yeah fantastic very fantastic um, fantastic but let's get to our Las Vegas picks um it's a six fight main card shocker. <laughs> um Our first fight is between, oh gosh, I'm gonna try to pronounce this best I can. Vitor Patrino versus Anton Turkolage Turkolage Turkolj. Yeah. Turkle? I don't know. This,
2: this is gonna. This is a wait. Petrino Patrino versus the Turk.
1: I'll say Patrino versus Anton. At least I can pronounce Anton pro- properly um light heavyweights i don't know anything about any of these fighters to be honest i think they're like very young in the ufc career i think anton is making his ufc debut um he's gonna lose yeah i think i think anton's gonna lose this one i have petrino decision
2: yeah i do too i think petrino is a very patient fighter and takes and for that he has a little bit higher of a of a striking accuracy accuracy, but I didn't think I didn't see anything in Turklegisher's resume to indicate that he was any better than Petrino. So I pick Petrino. I don't I don't freaking know. <laughs>
1: All right. So we both pick Petrino and Jordan's gonna pick Anton for this fight. Oh my Jordan.
2: Okay. <laughs> Very good.
1: Uh, speaking of Madoff, uh we have Nermaga s- Madoff. Mm-hmm. we have said Nurmaga Madoff versus Jonathan Martinez.
2: This is going to be an interesting matchup.
1: Oh yeah, that might be one one of the very few that I'm like, okay, I might actually sit and watch this one. I
0: uh,
2: I, I watched Martinez um, today. He mm-hmm. is a very good striker. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see much of a ground game from him though, and that's gonna be a problem. Yep. Oh with yeah. say made off. So I just think it's gonna be too much of a problem.
1: So picked Nurmag-
2: pick off to win.
1: All right. I also pick nermogamade off to win, and Jordan also picks nermogamade off to win. It's logical. When you have the last name Namagam Madoff, it it's just like a given almost.
2: hmm It almost is a given.
1: No matter if it's the UFC, Bellator, it could be PFL for all we know. You have <laughs> Namagam Madoff as your last name. You're gonna be picked probably eighty to ninety percent of the time. And a
2: fuzzy hat.
1: And a if fuzzy hat. If you have hat.
2: those, if you have those two things,
1: mm-hmm. celebrate. Oh, so that's good for ShopCot because he has a fuzzy hat too.
2: Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. Just pick the fuzzy hat guy.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it's,
2: it. It's, it's science.
1: Oh my gosh, science. <laughs> it's
2: science. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit.
1: Um, <laughs> I forgot what's the Okay, Ricardo Ramos versus Austin Lingo. Should be a oh. decent fight.
2: Should be. I'm kicking Ramos to win this thing. He, um, pretty good striker. Lingo is a pretty inaccurate striker. Kind of hmm. makes some random mistakes, and it's just opening the door for Ramos to to capitalize on that, I think. Mm-hmm. So if if Ramos takes his time and and kind of learns the, the cues of, of Lingo's um, fighting style, I think he'll beat him.
1: Yeah. How um, do we, I know <laughs> Well, we know about the same amount because I'm also picking Ramos. Uh, Jordan is also picking Ramos. Wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think Lingo, I think I saw that he was undefeated or it might be maybe one loss, but I think Ramos as... A veteran of a fighter as he is might just be too much for lingo. hmm Do the lingo bingo.
0: Yeah. Or oh wait, no,
1: I'm thinking of another game. Um Limbo the Limbo Lingo. <laughs> the Limbo. Do, 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 do. Um our next fight is a fight that we were, we actually talked about <laughs> two weeks ago. Uh Nikita Krilov versus Ryan Spann. So this fight was originally supposed to be for UFC Vegas 70, their main event. But mm-hmm. Kur, as we mentioned, Krilov fell ill, so the fight was canceled. And so this they got moved to this one. And instead at light heavyweight, it's going to be contested at a catch weight bout of 215 pounds. And so I believe you, we were talking backstage and you said that you're going to keep the same and go with Ryan Span. I am. All right. Now, I initially picked Krilov um, two weeks ago, but I'm going to change it. I'm going to go with Ryan Span as well. Uh huh. Um, and then Jordan's also going to go Ryan Span. I figured that we all talked about it two weeks ago. Our thoughts didn't really change a whole lot on it. No, no, I'm good. Yeah, the only thing that changed was that I'm just gonna reverse my pick, just because that gives it gives Span two weeks to repair, and with it being a ten pound more allowance, I think it favors Span more than it does Krilov. Yeah, agreed. Um, now we get to our co-main event, which is the Battle of the Alexanders.
2: Oh my gosh, I didn't know who to pick. <clears throat> you know, Volkov is like this really low-key heavy puncher, but kind of sluggish. Has a few tricks up his sleeve with the re- with the leg kicks. And then um you see a guy like Romanov, no muscle tone, punching power but then this weird ground game that's not really good uh-huh. but dominating but not really good
0: uh-huh. it's weird
2: but he lays on opponents and they cannot do anything right. i'm i'm kind of i'm leaning romanoff because uh-huh. I, I just don't know right but I haven't, I can't recall a time where Volkoff had a ground game. I can't recall.
1: Mm-mm. I can't either, honestly.
2: And I was, I was wondering about that as I was researching the, the fighters. Because mm-hmm. I always watch old, old fights, like their best fights, their best win and their best l- Or their worst loss Mm. and I didn't come across the Volkov ground game
0: Mm
2: -mm. I don't know absent so I'm picking Romanov
1: okay yeah I think for the same reasons um, just the lack of ground game from Volkov and how Romanov even though it's not a great ground game it's good enough to get a win so I think Romanov does get the victory here um, Jordan also picks Romanoff to win the fight
2: oh my gosh are you guys copying me?
1: No <laughs> um, well this one might be one where we're going to be on a different side uh, the main events uh, we have Peter Yan versus okay Jesus here we go Mirab Vualashvili just the D's probably silent wallace really yeah i I knew i know someone had pronounced it i need to go back and listen to it and how it's pronounced um uh this should be interesting um peter yawn's been on a bit of a downward spiral not downward spiral but he hasn't exactly I, I'm telling you, that illegal knee ended up costing his career. Well, not cost his career. Um, It's like that one illegal knee, he goes now from UFC champion to now he has lost. So that fight, won against Corey Sanhagen, lost to Sterling to unify O'Malley. the belt, and then lost to O'Malley. Yep. So he has lost three of his last four fights. So... This is gonna be big. For, like Jan needs to get a win in order to keep himself on top of the pecking order. That is the weight division, um, and he's lost with this indecisions. Yeah, uh, split this. Uh, the last two losses were by split decision. So, so either he's just not doing enough for two judges to favor him, or it's although I felt like. I felt like he really should have won the O'Malley fight, if we're being honest. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. But he that, didn't. Yeah, that's the thing. He he let the fight go to the judges.
2: Yep. No, no,
1: that's a no-no. That's a no-no in the FKTc world. You, t- I, we
2: say it every day, every every pod. Don't do it.
1: Don't and do they, it.
2: They they keep doing it. Yep. They messed around, they found out. Messed around and found out. That's why I really worry for Peter Jan in this fight. Yep. I'm not I'm not picking him to win.
1: Oh, okay. I know. So you're going with Mirab Dwalishvili?
2: I'm going with the man that I cannot
1: pronounce his name. <laughs> Um, it's going to be interesting if Mirab wins this fight because if he wins and then if Sterling wins his fight, that's supposed mm. which I, we'll talk about that in a little bit Um, could uh, Mirab and Aljo are teammates, so could they fight each other if Sterling wins I his know. fight? I mean it'd be really rare to see two friends fight each other but or and two teammates fight each other but i think we're getting close to that point where it's gonna have to happen at some point yeah um but i'm actually gonna agree with you um actually i don't think we really talked much about what mirab mirab is just a good well-rounded fighter and i think just go ahead i'm agreeing okay um good well-rounded fighter um there's something else I'm saying and I think Peter Young just kind of like lost a little bit of lost a little not he hasn't really lost a step because he he does well enough where he could win but he doesn't do enough to sway the judges in his favor Um, he's lost his edge yeah lost a lost an edge there lost some edge so I think with that all being said um, and how well-rounded Mirab is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go Mirab as well. Um, as for Jordan, he told me he's gonna, he's putting, he's putting his faith in Peter Yawn to win this fight. So, righty. yep, cool beans. Yep. So I think you and I all picked the same person, and Jordan picked two people that are different. And he was like the first fight in the last fight. Yep. So, if all of our fighters win, he's gonna he he's not gonna be happy when he comes on the podcast next week.
2: No, he's not.
1: <laughs> he's like, dang it! I gotta wear this Colby Covington hat. But <laughs> well, but then again, I'd have to wear it too because I'm behind. I'm ahead of him, but behind you. So
2: I'm gonna be blown buying all you checkers clothing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, you're just picking up where you left off
0: well, I guess
1: <laughs> alright so that concludes our UFC Las Vegas picks um, but before we get to our topic we do have a form question if you are ready for it I'm ready this comes from our good friend APB who is the current co-host, um, I don't know if it's like par- uh, part-time or full-time now, co-host of the Combat Sports of the Rhino podcast, her um, qua- her question for us is, how long do you think Grasso will be champion, and do you think she will win the rematch against Valentina? Oh,
0: kind of hard question is that? <laughs> I don't know, and uh,
1: hmm. Well, let's put yeah. let's put. I'll say let's put it this way: there's a good chance that Grosso and Valentina are gonna. It's gonna be an automatic rematch because that Valentina is gonna push for that thing until Dana White's oh. blue in the face. Um. Yeah, of course, of course. So, and, lo- go ahead.
2: And and the the hardest part of the question is whether or not bo um Grosso would win again.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that she's certainly capable.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So Valentina better be careful. Right. She doesn't want to be embarrassed.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
2: I, mean, I think Grasso can win again.
1: Like win First the rematch?
2: I yeah, I mean, there was nothing about that fight that indicated that Grasso would lose a second time.
1: hmm Interesting. All right, so if, with that said, since I'm getting the sense that you think that she's going to win the rematch against Valentina, so with that being said, if she, if what you say is true and she wins the rematch, how long do you think Grasso would remain as the flyweight champion?
0: Well,
2: let's look at who is, who is the next up to be a contender.
1: Um, You're looking at either Manon Faroe or Aaron Blanchfield probably right now.
2: Oh, well, shit. That's tough.
1: Hmm.
2: So maybe maybe six months. I mean, if Erin Blanchfield gets in there, she will she will beat
0: Grasso. Yeah, I could see that. I definitely could see that.
2: So yeah. Hmm. The question is, will Grasso fight Erin Blanchfield before she fights Valentina?
1: and that's yeah a very good question there too because Dana wasn't exactly committed wasn't 100% committed to giving Valentina the automatic rematch too so i
2: i know that he wasn't committed to i feel like he has to
1: yeah i think he i think he has to like even though i think you and see that's where that's where I think, I honestly think if Grasso had finished that fight rather quickly, uh, well, honestly, um, Nunez lost in about a round and a half, maybe a little less than two rounds, and she Mm -hmm. got the automatic rematch, even though she, I mean, I don't think she was, like, dominated in her fight. Uh, Pena just found some holes late in the first round, and then in the second round, that got her. Um, whereas with Grosso, she clearly won, she clearly won the first round against Valentina. And then Shevchenko won rounds two and three. Uh, But although I don't think that, I think round three, it wasn't by much. You could definitely give Valentina round two, but I don't think, I think Valentina did just enough in round three. Um, but you probably could have easily given it to Grosso as well.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think that. The difference and maybe there isn't a difference but when when you look at the the Nunez-Pena matchup and and the women in that division Mm -hmm. there's there's some pretty clear differences between two and three Mm
0: -hmm.
2: two and four two and five right I don't I don't know that you can say that when you look at Valentina, Alexa, Alexa, sorry, mm-hmm. and then Aaron. Yeah. The differences in that top three are slim.
1: Right. Definitely very slim. <clears throat> um, I will, so I'll answer her question by I'll go in reverse order as well. Like do you think she wins the rematch against Valentina? I'm going to put out a bold I I'll put this out very boldly. I think Grosso wins that rematch, not because of what not really because of what happened on Saturday, even though there was indication that um Grosso was the better fighter um skill-wise and uh like IQ-wise, especially when she took on some things but even if you look at Valentina's last fight against Talia Santos there were some very clear indications that Shevchenko had lost a step I'm not sure where along the path it happened I'm trying to remember who she fought before Santos which I can actually double check real quick I want to say oh it was Lauren Murphy I'm an idiot but even then, like mm-hmm. she was dominant against Lauren Murphy, but somewhere down the line when she between her fight against Lauren Murphy and then her fight against Talia Santos seemed like Shevchenko had lost a step somewhere, which I don't understand. Yep, I was right. It was Lauren. And, and even, even if you look, um, she beat Jessica Andrade with such ease and then dominated Lauren Murphy, but then somewhere down the road she like just I think Santa Talia Santos provided the blueprint to beating Valentina Shevchenko and I wouldn't put it past like Grasso if she watched that fight between Santos and Shevchenko and realized where she could take advantage of some of the mistakes that Shevchenko could make right so I think if she can continue that, I think Grasso definitely um wins the rematch. Mm-hmm. Um so then the question goes, how long do you think she'll remain champ? I think it's gonna depend on when she fights um Aaron Blanchfield because if right. they if it's an automatic rematch and Grasso wins, there's no doubt that Blanchfield will be next in line. And I think that one would be a tough fight, but I think as of now, I think Blanchfield wins that fight. I I mm-hmm. won't say easily because Grasso surprised us, right? But, but I would say somewhere down the, I think, I think this division might be Blanchfield to win right now. Yeah, more more tools in the toolbox. Yeah, just maybe slightly. Which Grosso actually has some very sneaky, a sneaky ground game, which could serve her well against Blanchfield. But I think Blanchfield's ground game is just a tad bit more
0: mm-hmm.
1: up there than what Grosso could provide. Right. So, how long Grosso remains champion if she fights Shevchenko again, like right away? I think she has one title defense in her maybe two depending on how the flyweight division shapes up but if she comes up she comes up against blanchfield then she's in trouble if grosso although if grosso fights manferro i think she beats mm mm-hmm. mhm so i think Blanchfield's really the only... it's shevchenko and blanchfield might be the only roadblocks for grosso if she can beat them both especially shevchenko twice we could see Grasso being a champion for a while, unless Jessica. That'd and Josh be exciting. Was, unless Jessica and Josh was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to come back to flyweight and fight for the title." I'm like, you just got beat by Aaron Blencowe, so just, just, just stay at strawweight, please. Just stay at strawweight. That, but that's just me. Yeah. Um, and then I don't think Jukagian and Murphy are going to be able to, as much as as much as I love Lauren Murphy, I and I do have a little bit of a soft spot for Jukagian a little bit. I don't think they're gonna. I I don't. I mean, they're both. At, well, Lauren's pretty much of a brawler, so she could have she could have a bit of a chance. Uh, but Jukagian's more of like a point striker or more of a point fighter, so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's going to be Shevchenko or Blanchfield that could be the only ones. Although, seeing and this is just such a long way to answer. I'm definitely getting to a point here. I think Gros- <laughs> I, I I do think Grosso beats Shevchenko a second time. But yes. if Blanchfield if Blanchfield is the next one after Shevchenko, or if they decide to do Grosso versus Blanchfield right away. I think it. I think this is going to be Blanchfield's division. I. I mean, we could easily see a. We could easily see Grasso and Blanchfield going like neck and neck with each other for this title for a little bit. Um, yeah, there's my long-winded answer to APB's question. So sure. I think she thinks she wins the rematch. Uh, depending on who Grasso fights, um, we'll see how long she becomes champion. If it's Blanchfield, then I don't see it happening. If it's anyone other than Blanchfield, then yeah, grosso has got this. But It'll be exciting to watch, for sure. It will be exciting to watch, for sure. Um, so, one quick thing I wanted to throw out to you for our MMA topic. Actually, before I, before I throw this out here, with this whole talk about um, JBJ being the I'm even going to use the words um G-O, and you can finish the words of all which I I, I don't believe it is. But let me ask you this. Who is on your Mount Rushmore of UFC champions? If you had to pick right now? If I had to pick right now? What yeah. you mean active fighters or not? It can be active. It could be fighters that have fought in the UFC before too.
0: Well, I love, I love the spider. Mm -hmm.
2: I always will. I like his fighting style. Mm -hmm. That's it. I, I like the fighting style. That's, that's my, the guy that I think is my my greatest like any fight even if he loses i'll just sit there and watch it nice i love anderson silva Mm -hmm. i love um a very similar fighting style is israel adesanya okay but i mean i love anderson silva Mm -hmm. i i um but I mean, he's just my, the, the guy that I think is the greatest when I watch, there's been so many, so many good fighters
0: mm-hmm.
2: who's had, who've had very dominant careers without taking a three-year break. Right. You know, you're a, you, if you're a fighter, you go in there and fight. Mm-hmm. It's what you do. Right. I just I don't see the whole I could John Jones he could have had a tougher opponent after a three year delay Mm -hmm. he could have yeah and no that's not I'm not trying to be disrespectful to Ciro gone but is he the best guy is he the best fighter in that division
1: from what we saw on he's Saturday, not, a, I, he's not.
2: No, he's not. Though. Mm. Yeah. Maybe John Jones should have picked someone a little better, <laughs> and then I could have given him the props that he deserved.
1: Right. Wow, you we're exposing Cyril Gone now. Wow.
2: Well, I'm just saying. I think Cyril Gone's a great fighter. Hmm. If you want to prove yourself as the greatest of all time, do you fight Cyril Gone?
1: You got a point there. You have a point there. Um, <clears throat> I'll throw just my four out real quick. Um, I put Nunez up there. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, I got four. Yeah, you can do four.
0: You don't oh. just
1: one. You can do four. Oh, OK. You have do you have two more no
2: no i've already given a long winded answer
1: <laughs> no i don't think it was that long winded um, but you
2: know that i have to say amanda nunez for the women's division
1: oh yeah <laughs> yeah okay so i got yeah. nunez i got uh-huh. mighty i got mighty mouse demetrius johnson the one guy really? who he, ha- he he holds the ufc record for most title defenses in ufc history so of course he's gotta be up there yeah he's gotta be mm um then I have Jose Aldo who was the most dominant featherweight fighter of all time mm. I, I, I still think he is um he just happened to run into the buzzsaw that was Conor McGregor and then when he got the title back just sadly ran into Max Holloway who yeah. all, Holloway <laughs> was just like that generational fighter that is just really good mm-hmm. um and then my last one was George St. Pierre yeah good choice it, it was between him and Silva um and the only the only reason I didn't pick Silva was because of the whole um towards the end of his career was the whole like USADA thing where he had been caught well not caught um I guess could you say caught um not dis- not discrediting Silva by any means necessary, but I think just the whole him getting um, those suspensions for the PED use yeah. kind of like tainted me a little bit. I mean, no doubt he's a great fighter, but I don't know. I definitely would put uh, Silva up there if it wasn't for um, a couple of the other fighters. I'd say yeah. Anderson Silva is definitely my honorable mention. If there was a fifth head on the Mount Rushmore, he'd definitely be on it. Yes.
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> all right, so I'm going to go over this topic real quick just because we're running a little short on time. Um, It's called the Reign of Champions. Um, basically, it's over the last 18 months we've seen multiple belts change hands or dominant ch- champions lose their belts in stunning fashion, such as Amanda Nunes, recently Shevchenko, Kamara Usman, Israel Adesanya. And then we mm-hmm. also have seen that champions don't, re- t- don't um, remain champion for very long, especially as of recently. The only fighter that I can think of that was a champion when we started this podcast until now was Alexander Volkanovsky. Um do you see this rise in talent in the UFC do you see this be, this change of the guard mostly because of the rise in talent in the UFC or has the pressure of being a champion be, become more strenuous of the title holder
2: I believe you have to give credit where credit is due and that is the rise of talent in in the UFC Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's the, the way I look at it, it's, it's still, it is still a fight against an opponent, you have to do all the same kind of work. Mm-hmm. You have to,
0: uh,
2: both on watching film, developing your game plan, following it through. I'm, the the pressure isn't there in, I just don't believe that there's a pressure there. Like who's making that pressure?
0: Mm -hmm. Right. Who who does that fall on? Exactly. I don't know. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't think there's any pressure
2: to maintain a chance in In a fighting lead like this, that I don't think there's a there's pressure to to maintain one single champion. People want number one, a good fight mm-hmm. And two, the thrill of seeing with as many fights as there are, it kind of negates that, I think right in in a way, it does. I can see that I don't know if that makes sense. i don't I didn't really finish my sentence, but <laughs> It,
1: <laughs> finish away, finish in, away.
2: In a way, since there's so many fights and so many fighters to choose from, it it negates that pressure. People just want a good fight. If if they can get a good fight, do they really? I mean, am I heartbroken that Valentina lost? It was a good fight, right? Mm-hmm. And Grosso won in exciting fashion. And as a person that likes mixed martial arts and in fighting sports,
1: that was awesome
0: hmm
1: oh yeah yeah um i actually would have to agree i think it is the rise in talent um especially with um i mean i know there have been some fighters that have been in the ufc a little bit longer like let's i'll look at leon edwards for example he's been in the ufc for a while and it was just mm-hmm. and i mean and it's weird because he was at the point where everyone was pretty much just writing his obituary. It was over. Everyone was talking about Usman moving up to middleweights to uh, go for a two division champ. And then just like that one head kick changed the, changed the whole dynamic of this whole thing. Um, right. And then we would see, actually, I think Sterling was champion when we started this podcast too. So maybe that's two divisions mm-hmm. where there's, a champion of course sterling won his by virtue of a um yeah actually he was champion when we started our podcast uh by virtue of an illegal knee um mm-hmm. but i mean looking at everything else um especially with man it, it's just so bizarre because of the whole nunez losing her belt and shevchenko losing her belt i'm actually i'll pose this question later on um but i think it is the rise in talent i mean i know when it comes to pena she's been in the she's been in the ufc for a while Grosso was more of a strawweight fighter and then decided to move up to flyweight which i forgot got to mention that Grosso ever since moved up to flyweight has been undefeated and and up winning the title so good for her uh-huh. um yeah I mean it's a variety of factors like and as we've seen champions don't hold on to the belt very long not because of the pressure that comes with it but more like I think fighters are being more are being more aware of like looking to making sure where the weaknesses of these dominant champions are Mm -hmm. and being able to execute their game plan perfectly it could just Mm -hmm. be something along the lines of they're just able to get it done right not get it done right away but being able to somehow use that game plan perfectly like we saw with Grosso she said that she had practiced that takedown of Valentina that that led to the face that led to the neck crank Um, Uh like she was practicing that for like weeks on end and and released it and I was like I mean we've seen it with Jorge Masvidal practicing his flying knee we've seen it there are a right. couple fighters that have like been practicing these moves that would ultimately end up finishing their opponent. I think fighters are now becoming trying to become more sharper, more of a higher IQ to prepare for these kind of battles. And I think that's what's kind of helping them out and helping them dethrone the champion.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely patterns in people's games mm-hmm. that. Don't necessarily change because of the amount of repetition that's involved in mm-hmm. in in MMA, mm-hmm. the way people practice on a day-to-day basis. it's if you if you hunt for the flaws and you watch the watch the film, you'll be able to you'll be able to pull pull out a fighter's rhythm yep
1: so exactly um one last question before we go with Shevchenko losing this belt do you think the Nunes versus Shevchenko three fight trilogy fight is officially never going to happen yes what's the
2: incentive what's what's the incentive for it to happen now exactly yeah
1: it's not much going for him especially since Mm -hmm. shevchenko doesn't have a belt nunez just recently got her belt back so or well right her white belt yet. and because they're both almost on the wrong side of 30 even Mm -hmm. i just don't think i mean i know there's the argument that nunez won two and shevchenko hasn't won one but you could argue that the second fight really should have gone to shevchenko but when it's two nothing it's kind of hard to Go for a trilogy unless there's like big circumstances, but yeah, I think mm-hmm. Gross, I think Grosso officially ended the talk of the trilogy between Eunez and Shojinko.
2: Yeah, yeah. There's there's no incentive to have that anymore. Exactly. Not with that division.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now we can actually say that the rise of talent helped prevent that too. So. Mm-hmm. Now that they both haven't really cleared out their division a whole lot, now, right? Now it's pretty much just let's just see if they can just finish up their careers and ride off into the sunset, either with or without the belt, <laughs> which we shall see. But we apologize that was a really long episode. Uh, we are done though for today. Um, but excellent. with all- very excellent. Um, So, do I remember this outro? If you have any questions, comments, suggestions, if you want to have any questions you want to ask us, like APB did. So, thank you, APB, for your question. But anything along that, you can reach our podcast page at FKTC Pod, or you can reach us individually, given that it is safe for work, which it has been, by reaching Laurel Get Your Jits on at Rain Basin. Me, uh, Jordan at J twenty two Lopez with two Z's at the end, or me Ty at TyflyGuy fifteen. But until then, protect your faces from Laurel's kicks, protect your necks from my throat cuddles, watch out from the flying knees from Jordan, and was our number one golden rule that we did talk about on this podcast episode: never leave the decision in the hands of the judges. Nope. And with that said. We will see you all next week. There is It is UFC 286, which is the trilogy match between Leon Edwards and Kamaru Usman 2. I'm sorry, Kamar Usman 3. Sorry, got ahead of myself.
2: That's all right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.